the bar podcast where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest find out what they do who they are and what makes them great so sit back relax and enjoy Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. We are bellying up to the bar today. We've got our guest. Uh, as you all know, I'm lucky I can play the radio. Um, he, This gentleman, like, he plays good music. He's got skills. I, I actually read this to him beforehand. For those of you that know me, you know, I have a good friend named Tom. Tom is a legitimate uh, drummer. I am a legitimate uh, video game. I, I don't even know what the hell I'm. I can't believe my life. I'm so horrible at it. I can sing, believe that shit or not. Uh, but I sent him over uh, our guest Clay, and that I love the fact of what it means. It's keep learning and exploring. I sent him over Clay's music, and I want to read this before I actually uh, let Clay talk. I'm gonna cut him off for a minute. He said, well, your boy there certainly has chops. His touch is very well practiced, like serious fundamental work. And then he said, punk rock attack drummer. I read that to Clay earlier, and, and his response was, bro, thank you so much. That really means I didn't know what that means. You want to tell me what that means, Clay? Like, type that for me. Um, well, what that, what that means is uh, it's, a, it's a fellow drummer who kind of sees where I'm coming from. Kind of, I mean, it's interesting. He said punk rock attack drummer because that's kind of the roots of where I where I got started was just listening to punk rock and playing fast, playing hard, and it's it's still a huge part of the style uh, that I approach almost everything with. So it's it's just a huge compliment that he can hear that in uh, in that track. So that's so that's so. See, so well, both of you get this. Look at that, Tom. You even yeah. got it. So, so as always, before we get ready to go far, far into this, as we bellied up to the bar with, with our man, Clay, uh, I want to make sure we get everything taken care of, all, all our typical house cleaning here, folks. So first things first, if you've got a thing you're, you're supporting, we've got our, our board sticker and a cause, whether you've got another podcast, whether you've got a charity that you're supporting, whether it be local, national, I don't care what it is. Send me a message. You can always reach us. Our Facebook account is the Above the Bar Podcast. Our Instagram is the Above the Bar Podcast. Our email is the Above the Bar Podcast at gmail.com. The only one that's off on its own is the fact that our uh, Twitter is at Above the Bar for. But I had this conversation. I'm going to get Clay's opinion because I think Clay's probably younger than I am. But I'm going to get Clay's opinion on something here in a minute. But, uh, we have our Twitch also. For those of you that are watching us on Twitch, thank you so much for all your support. But our Twitch, again, is the Above the Bar podcast on Twitch. So you can find us on all those different locations. You send me something. You send me over your, your item, uh, like I said, sticker and a cause, and I will be more than, more than happy to read your thing on, on here. But also, we got to support those that support us. So I, I made this comment a couple times. You know, if you're if – you're, 
media is a little bit in a snare. You can't keep keep pay, tempo. You know, you can't get the metronome to follow along with you and your media. I'm trying to think of any music shit I can think of. But <laughs> I'm not I told you I'm not good with this shit. <clears throat> music. I'm the guy who's oh, like, that's good. I can listen to somebody and go, yeah, I, you're good or you're average. Like I can do that and not do in a douchey way. There was a guy who could sit there and watch like uh, America's Got Talent and all those shows and be like, yeah, that one's good. Okay, that one's going to win. <laughs> yeah, like that's the one right there. Um, yeah. But we've got to support our media by dibs. Your connection to all things media from logos to marketing campaigns, flyers, and more. Making your ideas a reality. Mention the phrase belly up to the bar and you get 10% off your first order and a free consultation. So that's everybody. Everybody's taken care of there. All the things taken care of. So here's the question before we get too far. Everybody, I'm 45. How old are okay. you? I'm 41. All right, so fuck it. You're we're not we're, we're, yeah, we're not that far off. You just look younger than I do. <laughs> He's eating, but he ain't got he, he ain't got as many kids as I got. That's just proof of that. That's that's, that's true. <laughs> I don't care what he says. But uh, so here's my question for you: At 45, do I have any business on Twitch? Um, I I don't know, man. I don't even know if I have any business on Twitch. Um, no, I I would say uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with how I feel about it and how I feel about even my age through the things I'm doing is it's never too late. There never you too old, never too late. Cause there's always, there's someone out there who's going to be interested in what you're doing. I mean, proof in the pudding. I've seen people watch the weirdest things on Twitch. People watch people eat on Twitch just to hear the sounds and to watch people eat. Like it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand this. Oh. Somebody eating. I can't either. So I don't, I can't fathom why someone would like that, but there's a market. People make a lot of money doing that. Yeah, right? People watch people watching other people play video games and talk about it. Right? Seems like the craziest thing to me. My kids are all about that, like watching somebody else play video games, and I'm always the guy going, I don't get it. But but I I, I grew up. Mm-hmm. I had I grew up in a with a uncle, and, and this is probably why I enjoy hearing guys like you, you and, and you brought up punk rock. I gotta ask you, we just had a punk rock band last week that I would love for you to check out when you get a moment. Yeah. That, that's part of the same group you're part of. Okay. Punk is a doornail. Have you listened to them yet? Punk is a doornail? Punk is a doornail. I have not heard them. You uh, have to listen to them. I'll check them out. Uh, the guy plays a, the, lead, the lead singer and guitar player. His name's Keith Irish. Okay. He, he plays what's called a guitar. Mm-hmm. It's a skateboard that he turned into a, to a guitar. <laughs> that's that's wild. pretty incredible. It's so punk rock. But now, so if you grew up with that punk rock sound, who were your your drumming influences growing up that kind of pushed you to this point? Because I mean, you're unique in the sense that folks play is a, a one man one man show behind them drums. Like, who were your influences growing up with the drums? Um, well, it's it's actually a wide wide ranging uh, variety. So I'll, I'll kind of give you the the rundown from the I guess the beginning. Um, <clears throat> my mom is a huge Elvis fan. Okay. And so I grew up listening to a lot of Elvis. Uh, I remember a lot of Billy Joel kind of top 40 stuff in the, in the house. And then I didn't really get into rock really. I mean, Elvis is rock and roll, but you know, I didn't get into modern day rock and hard rock and metal until it was 92, 93 when, uh, Metallica's blackout came out. 
And okay. that, that was my that was one of my first like oh I want to go play the drums like, this is cool right um, so it, it stems from that as kind of the origination and then went hog wild from there like the 90s were rampant with amazing drummers um, <clears throat> but it's, I mean in terms of punk rock it came from everything from social distortion to no effects. Um, I was, you know, I grew up at the, you know, high school at the end of the '90s, where Blink One Eight Two and uh, the pop punk scene was huge at that time. We talked about that recently. So, so now, do you consider the pop punk scene as as punk? Like, so punk to me is Ramones, uh, yeah. Sex Pistols. Uh, I had never. What was the one that I, Flipper? I just learned about Flipper. Uh, real big fan of the documentary. If you ever get a chance, a band called Death. If you ever get a chance, oh, okay. to that's a phenomenal documentary. Yeah, Detroit-based punk rock band. That was uh, two or three uh, brothers, but they were black. Oh wow! Okay. So, so punk rock is is, is your your birth into this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, punk rock was. I mean, I say punk rock. Yeah. It was. It was really the. I mean. Travis Barker has a lot to do with uh, a lot of drummers' careers <laughs> and their influences. I mean, not gonna lie, he's a he's a, uh, a force to be reckoned with. Um, he was one of the one of the first that made me think, oh well, I can. I mean, what he does is amazing. But I thought, well, okay, I can I can do that too. Like I can go play drums for a band. Okay. And that was one of the first real uh, realizations of, hey, I can I can do this with other people, right? And that's kind of where <clears throat> the end of uh, my high school years is where it started forming bands and started the process of doing things like that way. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tell, tell the people in Starbucks to keep it down. We're doing an interview. Tell them to try. Keep, keep try. it down. I'll try. Keep it down. <clears throat> they, got, they got business to do too. Sorry. They're very, <laughs> they're very excited in Starbucks right now. Sounds like they out tomorrow. They, they don't realize they don't realize the uh, the celebrity that they have there in Starbucks. They're, they're not aware. So so this is your your third album that that we're doing. Um, now we're, I was looking at the first two. Uh, love love the uh, cover art. Where did it go? Did I not? I'm like trying to mess with my phone right now. Um, there it goes. So the new one is Stomp Out Hate. Now this was. Listen, folks, it's not stomp out love and repeat. It's stomp out hate, comma, love, comma, repeat. I don't want anybody being like, my man said to stomp out love. It's not what he's saying. It's, nope. it's stomp out hate, comma, love. Uh, look, hey, I'm, I'm not sure who Angie is. I'm assuming Angie might be one of your friends. But <laughs> yes. if, Angie, if you are anywhere close to where, where Clay is right now, please stop by. Tell the damn teenagers to keep it down. Just a load of shit. Right here. Oh, look, you're really you are that close. She's my biggest, one of my biggest fans. Look at that, she is that close. And I have to say, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, you're in. If if you guys have never left your own little hubbles of the world, you gotta go to Utah. Mm. Knock on Clay's door. He'll play you. He'll play you a tune. Play a couple tunes. Play a couple tunes. But uh, he's in what I always say is the most beautiful state in the entire Ooh. country, Utah. You've never been. It is mind-boggling how beautiful it is. And the different climates that you can find in that state are silly. It's like yeah. pneumonia heaven. Like You can just go from cold to hot, cold to hot all day long. 
yeah yeah it's really uh it's one of my favorite geographically uh places to be on the planet at least that i've visited so far and it's because you can get everything from yeah the, the go skiing in the mountains and then drive just a handful of hours and go hiking in the you know in the red rocks and arches so now is that where you grew up um for the most part yeah i moved around a lot um i have family in texas as well like el paso texas i grew up okay. a little bit there flew back and forth a lot so but from middle school through high school i spent most of my years here up in the cache valley just north of salt lake so so here we are so I, i'm trying to figure out so so we're, we're listening to elvis growing up listening to that early rock you're you're we're, we're in the same generation all of a sudden it's early 90s smells like teen spirit hits our yeah. entire world changes um we the term alt rock is born mm-hmm. uh, to me alt rock growing up was more <laughs> like uh the violent thems b-52s yeah um, that was alt rock it, it wasn't grunge so when yeah. people, i don't group them together they're they're not the same to me um so this hit what's your first band like like are you like you know i'm just trying to imagine here you know eight eight nine year old plays hearing this like when are we <laughs> picking up a set of stick and, and what are what are we jamming out to like what's the first band well what's the, the first band. Well, the funny part is you say, I mean, depends on you want to go eight and nine years old. I was I was hooked on pop at that point. I was still listening to MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice, New Kids in the Block stuff. Like I was. I'm I mean, okay with it. And that's where and that's what's funny part is that's where a lot of my uh, my love of current pop music comes from. There's a lot of stuff I love out there. It's, it's, you know, there's, there's some that's not so great, I think. But uh, I like the stuff that has some musical, musically interesting and some uh, interesting harmonies, melodies, and stuff that goes. It's all, if it's surprising and interesting, uh, I'm, I'm hooked on it. So now, were you? Jo- but did you ever join a band, or was it always just I'm just drumming? Um, no. So my first, I mean, the last. Let me figure out how to answer that. <laughs> so my my first, so my first foray into. Uh, Drumming as a whole was into uh, marching band in high school. Okay, uh, oh, so you were like of, a legit, you know, marching band the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah. So marching band took up my entire life for all of high school. Uh, it was a really competitive school. We competed locally. We won lots of state championships. We won uh, regional stuff. Drumline was phenomenal. Um, so we had a we had a high standard to live up to. So it, it really instilled a lot of the um, the discipline and the practice and the just driving to be the best um, in our field. So that's where that started. And then from there, it went into, <clears throat> well, the pet band needed the drummer for the football game. So they're like, hey, you can play. I said, I can't play drum set. <laughs> I was too scared. The first couple of times, I was really too scared to. But then once we sat down and had a rehearsal and they were like, hey, just go like this. And I, I learned really well by just watching and doing. After, okay. like, if someone can play it for me, I can generally go and play it uh, afterwards. I mean, two, there's, an ex- there's a limit to that because <laughs> some drummers are insane. But, um, yeah, I sat down and started playing fat band songs with the, at football games and then turned into – uh, high school talent shows. Someone needs wants to form a band to enter the talent show. Hey, please, 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 drums. Let's form a band. 
So we ended up uh, we ended up playing the high school talent show. We ended up playing um, what was it? Uh, Guns and Roses tune, and uh, I don't I don't remember if we won. I don't think we won the talent show. But then that band formed into an actual band. After that, we're like, this is fun. This is cool. And that I mean that first band actually went on to we sold out the local uh, theater. <clears throat> we did a CD release, put out a CD. Uh, sold like a thousand tickets to a, a sold-out show, and put on uh, put on a gig, and ha- you know it was pretty pretty big deal for the, the small hometown. Like That's most awesome. bands locally, don't do more than just the uh, you know the weekend bar gigs. <clears throat> so we we pushed pretty hard early on, and then I mean fr- from there it just kind of alternated. I met some friends uh, in other bands. We started forming different bands, and this you know a lot of that. I spent probably the better part of um, ten years uh, just just running and gunning, trying to be trying to keep a band together and get members to join a band. Or you know, it's a lot of a lot of personalities to keep together, and sometimes difficult. So it's about the per- and yes, Angie, he he is handsome, and we let kids in at the bar. We don't care. <laughs> he's at he's the bar back. Check right check now. the guy's ID. Guy's he's working. He's good. Yeah, he's 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 my bar back. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, you gotta put get him get him put him, put him to work now so that Santa knows what what he's worth. <laughs> so, so where do we go from all the you know? And I want to make sure I'm I'm understanding this right. It was yeah. almost like you were. What's the right? Like so, in football, you have a utility. You know, you got uh, utility players that can kind of. They can be fit into any system. Was that kind of the drummer you were? Like somebody said, "Damn it, we we need we need a good solid drummer that can can pick our tunes up real quick." Hey, somebody hit Clay up. You know. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, it was I was just the drummer for this band. Um, we started a different band. It was uh, the guitar player and I connected on a creative level, so we started. Uh, writing tunes for a new band that we didn't we, we didn't really know what we were doing we were literally just let's stay up until five in the morning write a record and go to work the next day right did um, that work um oh worked. i mean creatively it worked beautifully we spent a lot of i can tell you a lot of the, my early 2000 years were not a lot of sleep because we worked we worked full-time jobs at the time so we were working eight and ten hour days uh we'd go home and take a nap meet up at the bar talk talk smack on other bands and local creative stuff like how do we do this blah 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 you know whatever and then we'd go to the studio at 10 p.m and come out at 5 a.m and just have written have written you know a half a dozen tunes so we he and i we we, we clicked uh it, that kind of set off a whole creative chain for me and i i'll, I'll start tying it together because that um that same guy we've been friends for that long we've been friends for over 20 years worked together played together recorded together he actually owns a studio here where i recorded this uh all my stuff and he's uh on top of that we're on on tour with um he's the tour manager i'm the stage manager for a different band so the band you're you're out with or um yeah so they're an up-and-coming band called the backseat lovers okay um I say up and coming, but I mean, we just flew to London to play three shows that were. I was about to say, you, you, like you told day. me you, you told me you were like, "Hey, we're headed to London." There's our there's my media guy, Dibs. 
Hey, that's that's my media guy. Nice. So I, I was about to say you're like you're saying ah they're up and coming. Up and coming people don't go to London and, and do shows. Like you're 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 more than well, at that point. It's true. It's true. Um, I mean, they're they're quick bit. Of, I mean, what I know about them, I joined them in uh, September for the, the last little bit of their their tour this year because they needed some help. And they're fantastic guys. They're a bunch of young guys, twenty, you know, early twenties um, from Salt Lake City, that are just killing it right now. Um, every I means power. The true power of social media is they every night. There's like, how do people in the city even know who we are? Much less know all the words to our songs. It's like, dude, that's how when you write really good songs and you're really good dudes, that people love it. Well, I mean. I know I've done this before. How many times have you ever heard a song for the first time and tried to sing to it? Um, do, do you know not, what I mean? Not very often, but it does happen sometimes. Yeah. Where the melody I mean, is just so catchy, you almost have to. And you've got, uh, hello, Rose Rockwell says hi. Hi, Rose. That's a, that's a, that's a crazy Aunt Rose. Is that crazy Aunt Rose? Crazy all, Aunt Rose. That's even better that it's crazy Aunt Rose. What makes her crazy Aunt Rose? Can you can you say that on the air? Um, well, what's the funny? The funniest part of that is that is my mom. Oh, it's so even she is not she's not my crazy Aunt Rose, but that's how the world uh, abroad knows her. She's actually famous as Crazy Aunt Rose. That, that's even that's and even better. Like, her, so. like my mom is crazy is the crazy aunt. That's even better. Oh yeah, she is. That's she is. Awesome. So, so a good time. So. Now, you, if you hear a large banging sound, my two jackass cats, one of them is trying to get – they're about to. I'm looking at the one who – I brought the crate downstairs, and it's sitting on a chair right now. And awesome. jackass is, like, trying to push it around and figure out how to get inside of it, but it's sitting on a car stool in your clothes. And, and oh, oh, we were, like, you have no idea how close that was. Teetering on the edge. Like, so it's like this is going to be like a game show within the show. The fucking thing's teetering on the edge, and he's pushing it. He just pushed it back onto the stool. That's I can't even make this up, folks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Need a cat uh-huh. cam. Well, uh, crazy. Let's see your crazy aunt row. I, I will send you. The, I'll show you. Your mom wants to see my cats. Let's see if you can do this. Yeah. Um, there's one. Oh, hello, cat. And then. Oh, there goes. Yep. And that was live on TV. On the show, I told you that shit was about to happen. <laughs> Somewhere over here is the other one. <laughs> That's like, awesome. I, are you are you a dog or a cat guy? Um, or no? If, I, if I was if I was forced to choose, I'm a dog guy. But uh, I love I love cats as well. I love animals in general. We, we have like a, a lot senior, of animals. We have a senior citizen dog. That's 13 yep. years old, oh, and wow. then these two cats that are like just barely over a year, mm. and the cats are assholes. So they're drive, drive going crazy. Oh yeah, completely. So, so we've got this phenomenal. And I, I apologize, folks. I want everyone to go out and check out "Stomp Out the Hate," and then comma love, comma repeat. I failed Clay today. I did not. I did not go on it. Clip out a video as I normally do. Uh, I got caught up with some things. I am a failure, but my oh. failure becomes your homework. Now you have to go download and go look on to uh, what is it? It's, I know it's on uh, SoundCloud. I know it's on uh, 
Well, it's on all the it's on all the streaming platforms. So uh, anywhere you can find you know any streaming music at all, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, whatever you use, uh, it's out there on all those under Clay K L A E. Or if you link to my website, which is scrolling at the bottom there, uh, you can find links to all that. Or to videos specifically, uh, YouTube. Just look up, uh, look me up on YouTube and on there. And, and look, the the website, folks, is Clay. K-L-A-E drums.com and that's Kilo Lima Alpha Echo Delta Romeo Uniform Mike Sierra.com. If you can't figure it out, if you put a C for Sierra, I you can go ahead and unfollow me. I, I don't know what else to say. Sierra the person, isn't it? Yes. Yes, that Sierra. would be Sierra the Sierra. person. It's Sierra, right? Um well, you know what? Uh Mother Mother Rose, Crazy Aunt Rose. Um I, I know the answer because he educated me, but I want Clay to tell the story because I think it's a phenomenal, positive story. If um, I, should I give her? Do I need to send her the Streamyard link? Because I might send her the Streamyard link and let her. Uh, I say go for it, man. I'm I'm not opposed to let's make it a party. <laughs> get get so, real entertaining so tell, here. So tell the story of Clay. Um. Well. Bar time nut. So the, the funny part is um, the way it's spelled actually came about by accident. Ironically, came about uh, via Starbucks. Um, so uh, my 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 board my birth name is Clay C L A Y. Okay. Um, and but it was I think it's funny because so I, at the time I was living in Florida, um, my now ex was working at Starbucks and every day we'd get a different name on a cup. Sometimes they like to make them up, right? And spell them funny or on accident, they'll spell them funny. So we started <clears throat> going like, how far can you take that? And how weird can you get it? And uh, it turned into so one day, uh, one of her friends handed me a cup that was K-L-A-E and I'm like, you know what? That's actually kind of cool. Um, and what it, <clears throat> it actually stems in the, the meaning behind it and the, the built in, what it really means is keep learning and exploring um, is really built out of, uh, I mean, in the chronology of my story, we're not quite there yet, but I did do an uh, internship at the Percussive Arts Society in Indianapolis. Now, what is in that? 2000. I don't even know what that is. So the Percussive Arts Society is the professional organization for drummers and percussionists, meaning um, you pay you pay dues uh, once a year, and you're part of the. You can get the emails, get the updates, get discounts and stuff. But it's a, it's a community of drummers and percussionists around the world. Um, everybody they just actually last weekend I think had their international convention. Um, they're back in person after the previous year, and uh, so it's a entire convention of just drums and percussion so concert percussion and jazz drumming and rock drumming and and anything in between there's things you can't even fathom in terms of the what the wild creativity of percussionists and composers when it comes to playing unique pieces because percussionists have a unique ability of uh, independence of limbs to do lots of different things so uh, composers love that so you get a lot of unique pieces and interesting things. The convention is actually really fun to go to. It's also got a music hall where you see you get to check out new gear. A lot of the you know manufacturers come and show off all their new stuff. So, so it, look, 
Miss Rose, Miss Rose says, uh, in a spectacular museum there. At the, so this, I mean, this is interesting. Like I didn't even know. So, so you did a stint there. Uh, at, yeah, that was in uh, that was in 2014. Okay. Yeah. Now, now was that a? Because I don't know it. You know, listen to what you say. It sounds like a non for profit type organization. It's you know it's important that. So was this like an intern type thing? Was this a paid gig thing, or was like? Hey, I'm here um, to better myself, kind of. Yeah, it was it was actually a paid internship. Um, so it was after I graduated college. Graduated college in 2013, um, and I thought I was kind of trying to figure out where to go from there because I, I went to school for music, um, and I thought, okay, well, if I can get myself into a little more music administration or kind of, you know, see see where see where the road's going to take me, because I know even at that point in time. Um, music as a career there's a lot of different paths to take as a musician in this world not all of them are performing not all of them are recording not you know there's a lot of them i know a lot of people who are musicians who work as administrators um and not you know it's not just performing and teaching are the only two options um it took me a lot of a lot of years to learn that uh, and you know what i i would have never like in my mind if you went to school for music you were either going to play music teach music it wasn't going to be, you know, any other any other kind of realm like that. That's the that's what I thought as well. Um, but a lot of people, and a lot, I mean, to be fair, a lot of people who did didn't go to school strictly for music, but love music and are musicians that get into marketing or business. And you know, there's people at these uh, music companies. Some of the biggest manufacturers in the world are um, people who just love music and want to support these musical companies, right? So. Most of them are musicians at heart. Um, if, if the ones who aren't uh, just love music and love supporting the industry, so. All right, so so we're there. We're 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 paid internship. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what what, um, what happens? Well, so it's a uh, it's a very interesting time in my life. It was a lot of uh, like I said, I just graduated college at the at the ripe age of uh, thirty three, so I was. An old, being an older student, I was just kind of trying to figure out, okay, where am I headed with this? The internship gave me time to kind of sort out, okay, here's what I, I mean, in that internship kind of started the, the seeds of what you're seeing now with the record and with some of these ideas. Um, so the internship was also, uh, part of it was working at their drum and percussion museum. It's called the Rhythm Discovery Center for anyone who's interested in uh, downtown Indianapolis. It's a hands-on learning museum. And when I say hands-on, I mean, you can touch and play many different things in that museum. Um, but it's a great learning opportunity. We did, we did lots of tours, lots of uh, demonstrations for young kids. Um, we would give tours to 100 elementary age kids at a time. We break them in half. We break them. I take fifty. The other break. person takes fifty. What have you broke children in half? Hold on. What the hell did. We did. We broke the children in half. We we try we tried not to, but uh, sometimes it and happens. Kids break so easy. They do. No, now they they bounce back real fast. Um, <laughs> but no, it was, it was educating them on the. I mean, everything from this the function of how do you hear sound, what how does sound work, and what what means. You know what is a what does percussion really mean? What is you know when you talk about an instrument, you have to talk about well, why is this percussion but this isn't right? Um, so a lot of that demonstration, but we also also have a lot of hands-on 
So what is so so what is the difference? And my best friend Ken just posted. He said, and for some reason, if you're posting on my personal page, folks, I apologize. I can't for whatever reason. Streamyard isn't putting it on my normal, so I can share it with the guest. I'll yeah. read it to him. But uh, my best friend Ken says positivity. He likes it. he loves your positive attitude. Yeah, um, thanks, man. Um, That's, so, that was uh, that was it's important for me to. Um, it's kind of where the keep learning exploring came from is I think uh, with my time at the museum you well it's had a long 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 running philosophy of uh, you can learn a lifetime of uh, things about drums and percussion only drums and percussion and still never learn at all so what's the difference there so you you kind of said you taught kids the difference between drums and percussion and I, I guess in my mind again I I'm I can well, tell you it's been a trouble a baritone, a, uh, you know, all the get into all that, but I don't know the difference, you know, in in that aspect. Well, when you get into the the specific, I mean, talk a little broadly uh, first. We, you know, you have to define what is what does percussion mean, right? So per, drums, I say drums and percussion. I, I separate them in my head because I'm a I'm a drummer, and that means like drum set and drums. But drums, even drum set, even as its whole, is still percussion instruments. So percussion is anything you can hit, shake, or scrape to make sound. Oh, really? And, and scrape? Yes. So like we have a like a um, it's a Latin instrument like a wiro where that you would like scrape and uh, you know, scrape up and down. Or um, there's a lot of instruments that you actually sh scrape, which is odd to me, but um, to make noise. Yeah, a lot of Latin instruments use shakers, scrapers, and different things. So now here's a curiosity. Um, what do you think about the – and you'll you'll tell me what the name is because I just call it a box they sit on. What do you think about the, the box thing that people play? Like, it, they sound good. I like the they sound. They sit out. on the hit, like, between their legs. Right. It's like yeah, it's, it's, it's like a box bongo kind of thing. Yeah, it's actually called the cajon. It's C-A-J-O-N. That's how you spell it. Okay. Um, and it's um, – I don't know the the whole origins of it. <laughs> it's a lot of instruments to, to learn about, but I, I know it comes from I believe it's Latin America, mostly Cuban. I think it's uh, it's, it's a Cuban instrument, but it came out of just not having a drum, not having the money for a drum with the skin over it to stretch it. So you just what you got? You got a box, hit it and make noise out of it, right? Um, I think they're wildly functional um, in lots of different formats. But I don't. I've seen maybe two people use them to their full potential. Um, and what that, what I really mean by that is, there's a lot of different sounds you can make out of one box that most people are just going boom bap and that's it. Okay. Um, and I, I'll, I'll do a little bit more. So one, one of my pieces in college we played at a concert was actually a cajon trio. So three of us playing different parts that uh, used lots did of different cones to play it. Uh, it did. It did. It was a, uh, it was a lot. It was no joke. It was uh, a, that was good. That was good. <laughs> it actually took, um, it took a lot of uh, time and yeah, uh, it, was, it was kind of a pain to play. Just really, really uh, complicated. And you have three people who all have to play together and we're all trying to 
none of us had the time in college to memorize. So it's, it's 11 pages of music. Holy shit. It was, uh, I want to say it was a five or six minute piece. And it was, it, it goes, it rock, it's rock and roll. It, it goes fast. It's lots of fun. But it uses a lot of different sound. You can use the scraping sound uh, of your fingernails on there. You can use your hand to just kind of scrape, you know, get a different whooshing sound. Use your knuckles to make a knocking sound. You know, it just whatever. I, I was just curious. I mean, I don't mean to make a left hard left here, but that was one no. of those things. Like, I don't. So I, I'm. you're really educating me and, and all of our listeners who need to make sure they go to Clay Drums, K-L-A-E Drums, D-R-U-M-S. Dot com check clay out keep learning and, and exploring new you know he's got the new album out uh a- angie rose says hello uh talk about morris who wants to find out who morris, morris. i know morris, uh find out morris, morris is well, yeah we'll talk about that <laughs> well, i guess like come on rose keep me going here <laughs> let's go I ain't, to, I ain't gotta do shit tonight rose <laughs> I'm just gonna hang out. Got this. It's gonna get real random, real fast. Rose has got all the interesting questions, shit that I wouldn't know to ask. Rose, thank you. This is for you, Rose. Yeah, crazy aunt Rose. Crazy aunt Rose gets some applause. I got Rose. I know you got me. That's what I'm talking about. You know, Rose, you got me, and I got my bourbon. We'll be good together. We're gonna make this shit happen. So, so who's Morris? Is that a cat? well, so Morris, M-O-R-S-E, is actually uh, it's actually the first tune that kind of kicked off this whole creative vibe. Um, it's a it's a tune I I had an idea for about ten years ago. When I, so in college you start getting all these crazy ideas. Well, I could do this, I could base it off of this, and it could be based off of this. And like, how do I pull that off? It took me a long time to figure it out. So I actually took a uh, one of my favorite quotes and translated it into Morse code. Okay, like um, actual taps and everything, old school Morse code. Yeah, yeah, because I was I was interested in the rhythmic application or the um, ideas behind Morse code, and I I just never spent the time to go learn it. So uh, a couple years ago, now this would be a couple years ago now, I uh, I went you know I'm gonna go figure it out, go start learning the process at least of understanding what it means, really truly means, and started putting this together and thought, well, this is actually really cool rhythms. Um, so I decided I wanted to take, well, again, one of my favorite quotes and turn it into a Morse code signal What? and, and see if I could make a tune out of, make it, my challenge was to make it, see if I could make Morse code uh, groovy and cool. Um, and I think I succeeded. Now so is that I, is that on an album somewhere? Uh, it's a single that's out. Uh, if you go to YouTube, you can check out the video. Uh, it's actually on all the streaming stuff too. So it's just called Morse because I don't I want to be direct about it and call it Morse Code. Just, you know. But that's uh, wild. it's a cool, it's a super cool tune. Like I said, it's it's kind of what kicked off the whole creative writing cycle I'm in right now with um, the stop out hate love and repeat. That's that's a part of that writing cycle and. Now, what is your cycle? Like, I, I, I've heard from all kinds of different musicians. Like I told you, I, I, I'm, a, I'm that guy that I can't play music. And it's not like I don't want to learn. I've tried to sit down. My wife can, can play a little bit. I have a son who plays, who can play. He was in, uh, there's an organization that kind of came out of the, the movie and the play, um, School of Rock. They're, they're now okay. all over the country. My nice. son that was into that, um, 
but I love music. Mm. But you listen to different artists and they have processes. Like, oh, yeah. I, I need this, I need that going on. What's your, can you, well, let me ask this first. Well, can you tell me what your process is? Um, I can tell you that I'm still learning what that process is. So, I mean, I, because this is, so this is my first real foray as a, as a solo artist. Um, the first record I, I, I released, uh, I think you were looking for the cover of um, the real colorful one. Yes. Ooh. That's uh, yeah. That was my first foray into writing, writing uh, stuff solely on my own. Everything prior to that that I've written or been a part of is me and one other person writing, or me and a group of people writing. Um, it's always been a, a collaboration, you know, with other human beings and personalities in the room. So that was my my first record was really a, ma a matter of well, can I do it, you know. Because I, I, up until that point, I had been just the drummer. Got I it. played the parts. I made, I created the parts for myself and often played what other people wanted me to play too. But it was, um, so it was real good kind of, uh, you know, getting my feet wet into the songwriting process, the production process, uh, recorded all the stuff, you know. So I played all the stuff on that record myself. Um, so it was 100% wholly me that I just went to my friend's studio he recorded it. And I gotta tell you, like, because I'm you you're such a nice guy and a nice like you've kept me from doing my only drummer joke. <laughs> What's that? I only have one. You know, and that's that the old the old saying of what do they call the guy that hangs out with the band? <laughs> the drummer. The drummer. And I like you're you're such a nice guy, like I can't even <laughs> I can't even do oh, that. No. You. Oh no, the drummer jokes are the best. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't have a whole a whole lot of them, but one of my favorites is like when I can count to four and repeat. And that's about it. <laughs> See, I wish I'd have known that one because my buddy Tom, who was my partner at my old job for a year, for almost a year, I'd have used that shit on him all the time. He's getting a kick out of the fact that I'm talking. So we used to sit on at work, and I'll, I'll never forget one day. So my, what is the the little practice pads? That like yeah. you, you can tap on and they really don't make a lot of noise. Yeah, yeah, they're just practice pads. So some guy sat next to us at, at work and he's like, <laughs> and he's doing this. I'm looking at this guy and Tom's like, you want to choke him, don't you? I'm like, yes, yeah. yes, I do. At this very <laughs> moment, he's like, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you eat it's, that fucking stick in a it's minute. The, uh, that's that's the catch. Uh, the I can't think of it. The dilemma, the drummer dilemma, is we. We always we want to practice as much as everyone else, and often more time, more than than not. But uh, we make a lot of noise when we practice. If you're playing yeah. on a drum or snare drum, you pull it out. It's like, well, that's way too loud for everybody. Practice pads are kind of a quite much quieter, but still obnoxious. Yeah, I used to. I mean, my mom can attest. I used to when I was in drum line, I struggled to uh, memorize my parts, so I would just go through them. You know every night watching TV, just go through my parts a hundred times to get to figure out how to memorize it. Nice. So now you've mentioned this a couple of times, your buddy who was in the studio, who, um, you had his studio. He was, you know, you wrote music with him the whole nine yards. He's in, he's in Utah. Where are he we? Is. Like if you're out that way, cause it sounds like there's a pretty good music scene coming up. Where can somebody go find him? Let's plug. You've said the guy about a hundred times. Let's go ahead and plug this guy. He he deserves just as much credit. 
yeah, yeah. His so his studio is. Uh, oh, I'll be honest. He actually just moved before he left for this tour in July. So he's uh, under construction in his new space because he's doing it in between tours. But it's uh, PaleHorseSound.com um, or Pale Horse Sound. If you look it up, he's done. Uh, he's a great producer, great engineer. Um, one of the best drum sounds I've ever ever gotten on a record was with him. Um, and we we literally. <laughs> He doesn't like to uh, admit to this, but he and I did a record in a 10 by 10 concrete room, what? literally a, a practice space. We thought, well, we had a, we had a space here in Salt Lake City and we had a whole record worth of stuff. Um, and um, we just didn't we didn't want to pay to go into a studio space, but we had the gear. We had the mics. We're like, well, we can we can make the sound good on our own. So we went into the room and just did. Did what I think everyone should do in any proper, even a good room, is just experiment. See, you know, we, we experimented with placement of the mics, the drums, tuning of the drums. We literally spent an entire day just getting drum sounds. But we did the same name? thing. What's his uh, name? Greg. Greg. Greg, uh, Greg Downs. Greg Downs. <clears throat> so so yeah. Greg Downs, he, he's the man behind Pale Horse Sound, Pale Horse Sound dot com um out in yeah. utah new space coming this is where yeah. clay got his sound at, and you can check out all his stuff on all the major platforms anywhere where you're finding your music you can download it make sure you download if you download it send us a message on our facebook or our instagram or, or send me an email yeah. i will be more than happy to pass that that over to clay i want to yeah. know what you what folks are thinking take a moment and listen to it i know you're supposed to be listening to me right now and only <laughs> i'm the only sound you're supposed to hear right now but take a moment go go listen to, to clay sound see what tell me what you think bring it back to us let us know what you're thinking i i'll tell you right now i, I gotta give you a little plug i want to continue to hear about how this process work and what you're going forward with but when i listen to stomp out tate i will have to send you a video so you saw my four-year-old that jumped in my lap, brought me my ice. Yeah. So we were sitting in the kitchen last night, and I was listening to your music. And he was watching his iPad, and I said, I called him over. I said, hey, what do you think about this? He started jamming, brother. He, yeah. was, he was bouncing. Now, I will, awesome. I will tell you that this is also the child that um, I had to get a new mic cord. Which <laughs> you know how this works. Oh, I, I need this special-ass cord that nobody has. That. Mm -hmm. I mean, an XLR with a uh, 3.5 millimeter on one end and a female XLR on the other end. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very also, unique plug. Yeah. I also need to find a needle in a stack of needles inside <laughs> of a haystack. Yeah. So we're at this. We're at the store and they've got all the vinyls in there. And he goes, Dad, I want that one. I said, You don't want that album. No, I want that album. I said, Do you know what that album is? I don't know, but I want that one. He grabbed Metallica, Ride the Lightning. It's <laughs> a good and choice. Good and then choice. we sat in the truck, and he jammed out to it. So he, awesome. I, I, the best compliment that I have is that my four-year-old jammed to you, brother. Uh, thank and you. He felt he felt your tune. He felt your pacing, and he loved it, man. So I got to I got to give you another one. You getting the most applause that. That I've gotten in a while here, man. Thanks, man. Oh, I appreciate that. I uh, I really do appreciate that. It's fun because uh, kids are kids are honest about everything. They're not going to lie to you about uh, about that kind of stuff. And 
they're good at reacting to just things, you know, reacting the way they naturally would. So that makes me feel good. As a, as a drummer, nothing better than making people dance and having a good time. Well, that's really, you know, that that's a big part of the drumming process is, is, is exactly what you're saying. You know, who's listening? How are you feeling? Do you feel that that in your chest? Now, yeah. do you ever go back? I'm just curious about this. Now, we talked about some of the, the newer drummers. Do you ever go back and listen to – so I grew up. And the one drummer that was always put in my face because of my uncle who loved, who was my biggest influence in music, John Bonham. I was, okay. Yeah. John Bonham was kind of put in my face like, you need to listen to this guy. Oh, this yeah. is amazing. Have you ever gone back to any of those older drummers from that, that era of music? Because I really think like there's this space in like late 60s through the 70s that there's amazing music. The eighties oh, yeah. gets really super poppy and then we hit the nineties again and there's this amazing sound of music and then it falls off and maybe yeah. I just haven't caught it back up with something that um, I'm Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And it's um I'm I'll, I'll to answer your question about drummers, um I did, yeah. I've I've done a lot of digging um in lots of different ways. So uh oddly enough, Metallica was one of the first bands I heard. They, they put out a record of just cover songs, bands that they like. So And I thought, well, I'm going to go listen to, if I want to sound like them, I want to listen to the bands they listen to, right? So I'd go back and listen to uh, Thin Lizzy and Black Sabbath and go back to listen to, yeah, I mean, and, you know, every, I can't say everyone, but everyone I'm around loves loves Zeppelin and Bonham is a force to be reckoned with. Um, Bonham or Moon? Bonham or Moon? Um, for me, Bonham all the way um i mean part of the part of my fun at the museum that i used to uh, intern that was we had a drum set exhibit that had everything from the really early drum sets from like the 1920s and before to like we had one of the bonham uh we had bonham's green sparkle kit there They're like had, the real uh, kit his actual kit on it was on loan for the museum we had uh neil peart's uh chrome one of his early chrome kits as well a neil peart kit yeah, when we, we had, I mean, we had everything in between too. So we had like Glenn Kochi from Wilco. We had uh, Nduga Chancellor, who uh, the drum set that he actually played on "Beat It" from Michael Jackson. Like that was, I'm a, I loved the, that Thriller record. So that was like yes. top tier for me. But we also had um, an old Gene Krupa kit. So we talk about Gene Krupa is who's Gene Krupa. So uh, Gene Krupa is from uh, I want to say the. 30s or 40s yeah you know the tune swing 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 uh, probably if i heard it um you probably know the drum beat it starts out with yes 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 that's uh that's a gene krupa uh, gene krupa is one of the big drum band leaders from way back when so big band swing um and so i've, I've spent time looking into all of those drummers like buddy rich uh is one of the the monsters of drumming that you if you're into drumming or interested at all, you, you kind of have to go to Buddy Rich at some point to look at what he's done as a band leader, as a drummer, because he's phenomenal. Now, what about uh, Aunt Rose says you met Elvis's drummer? Um, I did at that. Uh, he a lot of times uh, people will come through and tour the museum as VIPs, and he was in town. Um, honestly, his name is slipped slip my uh, my brain right now, but he came through. And we had to get a chance to meet him and chat, and we give him a bit of a tour, and uh, it was love. It was wonderful. 
whatever moment getting the heat. Uh, he was one of Elvis's main drummers, like towards the end. That's just so. This is just yeah, like you're. This is the stuff where I, I get giddy about items like that, and 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 what, what I love is the history behind them, yeah. and, and what they've touched, and the, the stories behind them. Like, I, like I, I told you, I, I grew up listening to. Bon, you know, hearing how amazing Bonham was, and you got to listen to Bonham and the Bonham yeah. solos. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this story that they would actually have to put the uh, the speed the the mic to record some of his drumming out in the hallway mm-hmm. because he was so loud. Yeah, that it, it couldn't the mics couldn't pick it up. It would just it would, like, it just distort and be horrible. Yeah. Have, have you ever now? What do you think? I'll put you on the spot for a minute and got it. You yeah. ain't going to answer this. <laughs> what do you think about John Bonham? About Bonham? Or, Jay, or uh, uh, Jason. 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 Jason Bonham? What do you um, think? I love, I, still love Jason. I love this, the, the, the group Bonham. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like Jason's drumming. It's very reminiscent of uh, his, you know, his dad's drumming, which I think is part of the um, part of the, the deal. I mean, you know, it was in a lot of the uh, I mean, he's 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 picked up that style from just, um, I think, needing to. Everyone wanted a Bonham, you know, on the drums. Right. So um, it's it's a it's similar style, but very much his own still. So I think Jason's a great drummer. Um, I haven't checked out a lot of his uh, musical endeavors, my personally, so I, I can't speak on that. But um, yeah, he had a pretty I good album back in the, in the late '80s or early early '90s, and it was just called Bonham. It was a band called Bonham, and it was it was Jason, awesome. and it, he was playing the drums. There was always a story. I don't know if it's true. Back before the internet, that um, he always wanted to tour with the remaining members of Led Zeppelin, but they used to push him away and say, "No, you're not as good as your dad. You don't get as good as your dad, and then, then we'll let you." I don't know yeah. how that shit is. Yeah, you know, I don't know either. <laughs> You know. I mean, it kind of wouldn't surprise me, but uh, yeah, it's hard to say on those just kind of things. Just curious, because you're in that, you're in that, like you're in the know, bro. You're in the um, know. I, I'm trying to be in the know. There's so, there's so much. Well, it's one of my favorite things about music as a whole um, is what you mentioned, like you know, knowing that Jason put out a record called Bonham, and is that there's so much music out in the world that you can't, you can't ever know it all. No. And so it's, it's one of my favorite things is learning about new things and discovering like, like when I went back and went, listened to Thin Lizzy for the first time because Metallica liked Thin Lizzy and like, oh, yeah. and, you know, and since I've heard, you know, a lot of people, Thin Lizzy's a huge uh, kind of anchor point for a lot of musicians, right? It's a great band. Um, I fell in love with them, right? And so I, it's interesting to go back and go around and even with people I know, like in the when we're on tour in the band, it's like, hey, what do you guys listen to? Oh, I went off this way and listened to some band over here. Oh, I've never heard of them. Send them my way. You know. Well, that was going to be my next question for you. What is your, you know, and like we said, you know, you've got a great rock influence. You got a great punk influence. You have, you play an amazing rock rock punk sound. Um, it's got like that very. I love the fact that you. It's not straight. It, and you tell me if I'm wrong. It doesn't sound like it's straight. Just analog percussion drums. There's some digital sounds filtered into there to make for that digital drumming sound. It, it, it's a great mix of everything. But now, 
you're sitting down, what's your hard left turn for, for music that where people go, are you fucking serious, Clay? You listen to what? <laughs> like, what's um, your hard left? Um, that's a good question. Let me let me take a look because I'm gonna I'll pull up my my uh, my music stuff and take. Are you doing that? Well, and, uh, Angie and, and Aunt Rose, what are your hard lefts in music? I'm curious. Uh, anybody else who's out there, what's your hard lefts in music that people go like you like? New kids on the block. I'll tell you for me, anybody who knows me knows I hate country music. Can't uh, freaking stand country music. Okay. I love I love bluegrass. Ah, awesome. And Tyler Childers is like my man. I will listen to Tyler Childers okay. all day long. Okay. See, and I, I I don't know. It's hard for me to, to define what the hard left would be. I, I've got I've got a couple I've used over the years when asked that question. <laughs> um, it used to be like, oh, well, I've got Christina Aguilera on my my playlist too because I love I love that that late nineties pop. That, um, see, that seems like like was, a, was like good. a departure. That's a departure. Um, it is. It is. It's for me. It's not because I've been listening to it for so long and like I love a really good pop sound. Um, so like. My mom and I actually went to uh, Justin Timberlake's last tour, the Man of the Woods tour, and uh, at our arena here at home, and that was an amazing show because he's surrounded by amazing musicians and performers. Justin right? Timberlake, yeah. and I don't give a shit what nobody says. My man can sting his fucking ass off. He dances like a maniac too. Dude, um, what is the uh, the Tuxedo album? Yeah, the twenty twenty. Dude, that the Tuxedo album, yeah, is unreal. You know, yeah. If you can't sit down and that, and that was the one that Timberlake uh, did everything for Timberland. Um, Timberlake and Timberland. I don't know what's your. That's actually an interesting one. What's your collab like when you're that you're like. For you as a drummer, mm-hmm. when you think about moving forward, is there any producers that you're like, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, got, I didn't mean to cut no, for, for a minute. So Angie says you love musicals. Uh, I do. Says, uh, we met the fabulous, the fabulous drummer. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, of, but, uh, of we, so the day the day we went to the Justin Timberlake show, we were walking up to the show. And where our arena is placed in downtown, uh, that all the trucks for the the stage crew and all the staging have to park on the street. Okay. And so the buses are parked on the street too. And we walked past the the loading dock area, and the drummer for Justin Timberlake, uh, Brian Fraser Moore, sat in there talking to someone. And we, my mom flags him down. We have a quick chat. And, um, he's one of my favorite drummers currently. Like of the last five or ten years, is uh, he's he's played with everyone from Christina Aguilera to uh, Janet Jackson to Justin, you know, the Madonna to Justin Timberlake. He's the big, the big gun in the pop world right now. And and Aunt Rose, Aunt Rose, if you ever make it to the East Coast, Aunt Rose, let us know. <laughs> I promise you, if you make it to Albany, my my bride and I will take you out and we will have a good time because she just sent a message that JT is so sexy. I love yeah, it's true. I he mean, is. I look, I'm not going to deny it. I'm not letting my wife meet him without me being around. I, I, ain't, that, <laughs> I ain't that confident. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't that confident. I don't give a shit what nobody says. 
I ain't that confident. <clears throat> See, and if we, if, we, if we ever met him with my mom, I'd just walk away. I'd be like, go have fun. Just be done. See you later. Like, yeah, I, see you. I got to go, mom. I'm going to go hang out with the drummer in the band. Right. But <laughs> Now, I'll tell you, um, you know, we're just talking about drummers for a second. Uh, have you ever seen um, the drummer from Dave Matthews' band? Um. Yes. So we uh, we I've been to did go to a Dave Matthews Band show. Uh, I want to say it was the late nineties. Want to say ninety eight or ninety nine, maybe. But uh, funny stuff. Funny enough, my mom actually met him in a restaurant uh, back east somewhere. She's on a business trip. I don't remember the whole story. She could tell you the whole story, but she was at dinner with the clients or hanging out. She looks over. She's like, "Is that the drummer?" She looks over, and sure enough, it's Carter, Carter Buford. Uh, you yeah, said Carter in our restaurant in Hartford, Connecticut. Well, he's yeah, my second sure. favorite drummer. He, My first oh, okay. favorite drummer is Clay. And oh. You need to go to Clay's, claydrums.com, K-L-A-E drums.com. Keep learning and exploring. Check out the new album. We, we're going to get into the new album now. I know we've, we've made some left turns. This is, this is what happens when you sit at a bar. Shit, shit never goes the way you think it's going to go. Never so, does. Let's talk about the new album for a minute. That's the most important thing. Uh, yeah. I don't need Wendy coming to get me. Um, <laughs> we we got to talk about this. The latest album, Stomp Out Hate, comma, Love, comma, Repeat. What's the, what's, I mean, obviously Stomp Out Hate makes perfect sense, but what's the, uh, the birth of this? Um, well, so I, when I did that, I did that Morse code piece. I started, uh, it was, it's all part of like the set. It's kind of the same writing cycle, the creative bubble that was I was in. So it was prior to uh, the COVID shutdown when I started writing those tunes. So it was all before this, but um, it really took on a life of its own uh, when we we got shut down, and then uh, you know riots starts happening and lots of uh, protests starts happening, and uh, there's a lot of tension in the world at that point in time. And that's when really I saw a lot of uh, real hatred come out of friends and family and in lots of different ways and won't get political about it. But um, for people you didn't expect to see it from. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of out of left field, like, hey, whoa, what, where did that come from? Um, you know, people I thought who were want, you know, you kind of have expectations of people right. and you, know, you think, you know, someone, but then. It took a quick left turn. Heart, um, heart left right there. Yeah, so it was just kind of a, it was a disheartening time in, time in life for a lot of people. I mean, we're stuck at home. I was, I was, was lucky enough to have uh, a job that I could take and work from home. <clears throat> so I wasn't out of work at that time, but it was, I was still, you know, didn't want to go out, was worried about, you know, I've got family members I'm concerned about getting COVID, so we want to make sure we're keeping everyone safe. So we're not, uh, <laughs> um, but then, uh, so I mean, where, yeah, really where it came out of was a, a tension and frustration in the world. Um, and I thought to myself, it's like really just need to get rid of all the hate in the world. And it's, there's no, there's no really if, ands or buts about it. Like I, I catch myself all the time where I have to like stop and go, okay, I'm, I'm being really judgmental and like, feel like i'm i mean hateful is a pretty harsh word in my in my book um like there are maybe two people in my entire life i could say i truly hate because hate hate is like the 
the the extreme extreme for me. Like I don't use that word lightly. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much I, for saying that. I there's there's some people you know I get frustrated. Like there's people I dislike, but it's rare. I mean, for for many reasons. One of which, like in college, there was someone who I didn't get along with and didn't like personality wise, and thought I'm like I just don't I don't want to be around him. Right. But one of my best paying gigs ever came from that person. Say, so, so it's interesting, and I, I got to pause you for one second, Clay. Yeah. I love the fact that you you see the word hate that way. Yeah, I, I've always taught my children that. I've always spoke about them that way. You don't use that word unless you truly. You can say you don't like somebody. You can say they're annoying. You can say they're yeah. ass. You can say I never want to see this asshole ever again in my life. You can exactly. say any of those things. But when you say you hate someone, that's a level that goes to your heart. Yeah, and it's hard to get rid of. It comes from the soul, and it's, it really does. You don't. We don't really. And I. I. Yeah. I mean, I really. I felt that way, like I said, about a, a very small handful of people, like maybe, like I said, maybe two in my entire life. And uh, it's hard to get rid of. It's hard to, you know, and that's that's kind of the, the, the step here is, okay, well, what can I do to minimize that in my life? Because I, I caught myself in those moments, uh, you know, <laughs> early 2020 going, well, I just really, I don't want to be around these people. And I, right. I'm borderline hate, hateful of them, but I don't want to hate them. It makes me feel bad when I hate people. It doesn't make me feel any better. Yeah. Like you carry that shit with you. But it's a a negativity I don't I don't want around. So I I mean I I would rather cut ties and just not be around those people anymore than to feel that level of negativity for myself. It's kind of a it's kind of a selfish thing, but it's a it's a self protecting survival instinct. Like I just need to not be around that kind of negativity in my life. And but, but the question is, who needs it? Right. It doesn't and help you any. It's not helping anybody to feel that kind of hatred, and um, it, it's hard with the things that are going on in the world to to not feel the tension and not. But but if we can, uh, you know, if we can get rid of that hate, that face facade hate of like, oh, I hate you for this or I hate you for this, and right. have a, have a conversation about things, then um, you know. <laughs> Again, not to not to get political, but if we could have a a, 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 a solid, you know, po- po- positive conversation, doesn't need to end in agreeance, but doesn't surely doesn't need to end in hate. I, I'll I know I'll jack this up, but what is it? Mark Twain said, "You can't hate anyone once you've visited where they're from." He said something along yeah. those lines. It was Mark Twain. Yeah, and I think it's the damn truth. You can't hate anyone once you've once you've seen where they come from what and understand what they're doing brother that's such a beautiful thing and, and i gotta agree with aunt rose here first off i agree with aunt rose here nathan let's look at your fantasy football that's right now compared to mine i'm eight and three right now where are you at where are you at right now <laughs> i'm eight and three and still and still still wearing you all out uh but she's right hate festers in you uh, Angie, I have no idea what PMA is. I know what PMS is. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I can. I, I can expand. What is that? that. What is um, PMA? So PMA stands for positive mental attitude, and it's just it's something we uh, we use. And like, I've got a lot of friends who. You have to huh? practice that. That's a uh, practice thing. 
It is. It is. It's a daily. It's part of the part of the process. Is how do you? Well, that's that's where it all comes from. Is how do you how do you get rid of the hate? Right. You have to practice a positive state of being, a positive positive mindset. Um, we were talking about it just the other day, she and I, about you kind of have to replace those negative things with a positive thing, even if it's just a personal statement of, hey, I don't, you know, I feel this way. Okay, well, what, you know, what positive can I bring out of that? And it's as simple as sounds, it's a little cliche and often comes around in cliche moments, but, you know, when bad things happen, you have to look for the silver lining. At, at minimum, you have to find something that makes find you go, positive. okay, this is going to be good at some point or to get you through, right? You don't, you don't want to end up in the bottom of a hole spiraling down negativity because that's depression gets out of control that way. So find the positivity. I, I say yeah. it all the time. Can you find me the positive? Yeah, this sucks, but what's the positive of it? What did you, what did you gain out of this? What did you benefit from it? Where's the positive in it? Uh, yeah. Absolutely agree with that 110%. Brother, you got such a great attitude. Now, Thank with you. that attitude, we got to find you. We can't just listen to, like, we can't just download this from all these music servers. Is there anywhere, tours, dates, anywhere that, that people can come out and find you? Um, they just need to knock on your door. Let's we're, uh, they need to come knock on my door right now. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm working on that. So, um it sounds like a simple thing, um, but uh, yeah. Um, but when it comes to, I'm trying, I'm, I'm at this moment, uh, I was actually talking to my friend, Greg, about um, putting on a show. And that's Power Studio, Greg, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Power Sound. Um, Power Sound. We, and we, um, it's really just trying to find the right venue. Because so what I, what I am doing and trying to do it's not a. It's not going to be a book. Book the local bar and go play for whoever's there, kind of thing. Um, locally, there's not a lot of great avenues to pursue when it comes to putting on a unique show like that. So, we're, when I'm shopping around, looking at some places, um, I've got my eyes set on doing something uh, this next spring. But um, yes, yeah. If you can do it, you can get out here. You need to play the egg. The egg. The egg. You, I will tell you right now. And just like that, shit just broke inside of Starbucks. Fucking Starbucks just fell apart. <laughs> That's what that shit was, folks. I said the egg and the whole Starbucks fell apart. They're like, yeah, we're down. We're down with this shit. <laughs> um, it's just an amazing venue. If you were to look at the all, and if you look up a picture of the Albany skyline, it looks like a spaceship. And it's called the egg. Oh, I have been there. I've oh, I, so I on one of the tours I was on a few years ago, I got really shitty drunk at a bar not far from there. There's plenty of them because we, cause we, we were play, I was uh, I was on a on a crew for a, a tour, just doing uh, stage managing, but doing uh, setup and stuff. And we went out drinking that night. We walked past this thing that looked like an egg. We're like, what the hell is that? No one knew, but that's, that's, uh, that's the egg. That's where I saw uh, Ben Folds play. Yeah, How and was... it gets no more intimate than the, than the egg. Interesting. What's uh, I, th I think the big question is what's the capacity? Like, how many people? Is it tiny um, or is it like it's, huge? It's, no, it's smaller. Um, okay. 
and the way I'm trying to think my, my wife, if she's listening, she might be able to tell me better, but I bet you, if you look it up, 150, 200 seats, maybe depending upon what room you're in inside okay. the egg, because there's multiple rooms and the way the seating is done. Um, like when I watched Ben folds five there or Ben folds, not Ben folds five, Ben folds, yes. he sat on the stage and it wasn't like in the round or anything like that. Everything was on the other side, but it was very tall seating. So you yeah. kind of went up a pretty high angle so that nothing was a bad seat. Nothing was, was bad to see yeah. him. Love, and the acoustics, kind of of the acoustics are unreal inside of it. So inside of that one, all the walls were wooden. There was just some type of water, wood paddling. So the sound awesome. came through just in an amazing way. And he's kind of a wild guy. Everybody kept throwing things up there because he lets you pick the songs that you want to hear. And everybody tried to get him to play Brick. And he would play like the first <laughs> two notes and then be like, next. He would not play Brick. <laughs> which is odd. Just go for you, it. That's a quick, quick question. How do you feel about artists that won't play the song that made them? Um, I it's, it's a hard one. I, I see it kind of in two different ways because I've, I've seen it from the bands who um, are tired of playing that song. And like when once you've played it uh, 10,000 times in a row, I, I don't blame them for saying, you know what, I need a break from it. But at, as a fan, it's hard because that's, that's what brought people to you. That's, that's why I'm in. here. Yeah. That's why I, I something we have, we talk about a lot is like well people came to see you for this song so may as well give it to them and have a good time learn to find the the joys in playing it that, you know that if I go to see road. Eddie Money and he doesn't play two tickets to Paradise him and I got a fucking problem exactly exactly you know what I mean? exactly and a lot of those the older artists understand that they're like you know what we're gonna give it to you it may not be until the very end the right. very last song but we're gonna give it to you you know yeah it, it just like that song give it to you give it to you give it to you give it to you. like you better play that shit yeah yeah you gotta gotta, gotta give them what they paid for man and, and that's it like it was just he played everything else and he played some amazing songs off his mm. them. like i love i love your mom right now clay like I, I love your mom right now. So it's funny. No one, Sting. no one doesn't like my mom. So Clay, Everyone have you ever me. met Sting? I have actually. Please tell me because he's in the one movie that I own on every single platform you have ever been able to own a movie on, short of reel to reel. Was that Dune? You got it. <laughs> so my, pretty sure it's one of his few. Um, and I love, and I've actually seen Sting in concert, and he did okay. a very, very similar to remember VH1 Storytellers? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He did a very storyteller type concert. It yeah. was amazing. So, so yeah. tell me about meeting Sting. Um, well, so I the last uh, since 2006, roughly. Uh, I don't even know how many years that is. Um, been working at Sundance Film Festival. Nice. So we do, um, that's where, like, we're still part of the relationship I have with my buddy Greg from Pale Horse Sound is we have another colleague. Uh, he's actually the front of house for a uh, front of house touring engineer for another artist. So we, we've all been working together for like 20 years, just doing shows and hanging out and like working together. So a lot of my opportunities have come from those guys, you know, they go out and um, 
you know, he's a front of house for like Lindsey Sterling. He offered me to come out and help for a tour. So, you know, I've been uh, benefit beneficial enough to have some opportunities by those guys. But so Sundance was one of those. They called me. Uh, so ASCAP is the. Uh, What's it called? It's called ASCAP. It's A-S-C-A-P. It's uh, the, uh, I want to say it's American Songwriters, Composers, and Publishers. It's another professional organization. But basically, they're the ones who collect the royalties for you and oh, send okay. you the money. So they're they're important for us. Um, I really <laughs> thought they, you ASCAP. Like uh, ASCAP. I did, but it's spelled with one less uh, S than you, than you think. <laughs> really but, that's um, what it is. ASCAP. So they they sponsor ASCAP sponsors a uh, music cafe that is um, really intimate, usually 200 people or less. And every year we do you know 10 days of artists nonstop. So it's five or six artists every day come in. They do a 20, 30 minute set. Um, Greg hates this story because it involves someone else. <laughs> he, he, he actually missed this day. Um, but he, so we, 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 so every year for Sundance, we load in on Thursday and we, uh, we do a show on Friday. Our Friday's our first show. It's first, first weekend's always the big weekend of Sundance. Everyone, all the stars are in town. Um, well, we did our Friday show and we had heard that Sting had flown in and did a show with his band, his current band, just up the road. Like, oh man, I wish I would have known that. I would have gone to, I would have tried to get, get, tried to get in, right? Because we all know the local techs, we all know people who are working. So you know, sometimes it's an option. But we also got a call that night from our um, venue manager, basically saying, "Hey, we need you guys to come in really early the next day on Saturday. Uh, Sting's going to be here, sound checking, and he's going to put on a show." So we made room for Sting, and yeah, we're like, uh, "Yeah." So we all we all showed up real early to, to kind of set things up and get things ready. Um, Because it was it was not planned part of that series that year, so it really came in last minute. But he came in. He did. Uh, he was he had scored part of a film or did some songs for a film that was in Sundance that year, and so he came with the composer and did a few tunes, told some stories. Uh, it was just him and a piano player, this composer friend who played some piano uh, pieces. So really intimate. Um, literally standing room only like i was i was standing in the bathroom in the back trying to like get a peek make sure the stage was good because i i'd done the stage manager for that as well that's awesome it was a phenomenal day so, so that's that's wild bro like yeah. i i i couldn't even imagine uh <clears throat> i couldn't even imagine the opportunity to meet sting and just to to get a chance to that's so cool bro yeah uh, it was it was a kind of a magical day and it's uh hard to hard to, to top i i that's wild see i would always want to talk to sting about i think the name of the song is tomorrow we'll see i think i think, so. that's, I think that's the name of the, song. the uh the sting high-end transvestite prostitute song have you ever heard that i have yes I think it's called Tomorrow We'll See. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, I'd have to look it up to be sure. Uh, somebody will be like, yeah, no, that's not it. But, <laughs> but like, like I would I would love, like, mm -hmm. uh, 
if I could just send you want to send you want to send Rose the link. You want to send Rose the link? Oh uh, yeah, you can, yeah, send, go for it. I don't have her email. Just you have to send it to her. Oh, because uh, she's yeah. she is on this. She wants me to ask you about Krampus. I know who Krampus is. Oh, <laughs> did you have a Krampus situation? Oh yeah. Let me uh, see if I can get this to her real fast. Um, she's probably gonna be like, talk. "I'm not on that shit." <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious you what line know, of you work. Never she's you never I'm know curious. about her. She. What kind of what line of work? Like this is like going completely off the rails. What line of work is Rose in? Uh, she's retired at the moment. Uh, just recently retired in the last year or two, so she's uh, you know figuring out retired life. Maybe I'll introduce her to Sally. That's my mom, so they can just hang out. Yeah, yeah. Sally Sounds retired good. a couple. Years. Sally retired oh. retired a couple years ago too. But what line of work was she in? Sounds like sales or something like that. <laughs> she was. Uh, project manager uh, for 30, well, worked at this place for 35 years. She was a project manager, senior project manager for uh, basically a print and mail company. They print like all, all your Verizon bills and uh, a oh, lot goodness. of the big contracts like that. So, but that's literally just, I used to work there as a, as one of the machine operators. It's literally they print your bill, they stuff it in an envelope and they mail it out. But there's machines that do most of the work for you. So. Yeah, Probably. people still do paper bills. Man. So, look, she's already ready to meet Sally. You know, you got to get you on these croaks there, Rose. Sal- Sally, she's not a wild lady, but my mother, like I was a kid, you'll you'll love this. My my mother was the one that taught me like, nobody nobody likes a tattletale. Don't be a snitch. Yeah. My but the, nowadays you would say don't be a snitch. My mother was like nobody likes a tattletale. Just understand that. Remember that kid. Nobody yeah. likes. Oh yeah. Got it, mom. True. And, and that was like the the 70s 80s version of of snitches get stitches and no <laughs> yeah. exactly. now they're like there's that whole thing and i didn't realize it until i got older like yeah my mom's telling me like keep your mouth shut. my mother used to be like unless somebody's dying keep your mouth shut ain't got nothing to do with you yeah and i didn't think nothing of it now i look at it and go my mom was kind of hood like <laughs> realize like like sally was kind of yeah. that way yeah, yeah, and it sounds like you know you've got your two biggest fans around you, Angie and Rose. Like you can do no wrong, as far as that, and and that's yeah. and it's lovely to have uh, have that level of support. Like like having that support system, having those people around you is just amazing. I I, I can't say enough. And brother, you, your personality, the p you know positive mental attitude, the pm the PMA stuff, that's awesome. You know, folks, take your time. You gotta go out. Check out Stomp Out. Hate, love, repeat. And if you remember, it's it's a comma after each one. Stomp out the hate. F- love someone. Repeat the action. Stomp out the hate. Love it's someone. My, it's a to, it's a daily to do list, man. You just walk down that list every day. Get rid uh, of the hate. Love 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 everybody, and then repeat the process. It, it truly is. You know, maybe we can we can figure out here out on the on the uh, right coast. You know, poor. Poor Clay's out there on the left coast. You know, we'll, we'll save him. Uh, I'll make you a promise. I make a lot of people. If you come to Albany, I'll get you tiny hot dogs. Yeah, tiny hot dogs. Tiny hot dog. That's well, an Albany thing. Exciting. Bro, they're sounds... like they're little tiny hot dogs that go in little tiny tiny buns. Yeah, like a meat sauce and cheese on them. They're amazing. Like that sounds amazing. They really are. 
like you buy them by like the six pack. It's sort of yeah. like the it's sort of like uh, the Albany version of a little tavern with hot dogs. Okay. Okay. Uh, they're amazing. I'll, I'll, yeah, I've been meaning to make it out that way. I've got a, uh, a friend of mine who's in a different band who lives in Buffalo. He's on tour right now, but I want to I want to make it up to Albany and Buffalo again. I've, I haven't been in uh, since about 2016. So, so that's that's the per you 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 nailed it on what everyone thinks. Like, oh, you're in Albany. Buffalo's like right there. That's just like four hours away from me. That's like nowhere near. <laughs> that's see, like but, see, but for us, so I mean. Four hours is like across the, I mean, it's the entire state, but we can get to, I can get to Southern Utah in four hours. And that's like, well, that's, that's, that's a quick trip, man. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> you, have to, you haven't even made it like, like put it this way. New York city's two and a half hour train ride from me. Oh yeah. Syracuse is another three hours. And if I mm-hmm. go the other way, uh, Buffalo is about four, four hours for me. And then Niagara Falls is a little bit further. Like, New York is like this weird state that everybody thinks like New York City takes up like the entire state, and then like <laughs> everything else is just like right off like the edge. Of it. Yeah, no. it's like, oh yeah, it's still hours away. Oh, it's no. like nothing. Well, we're and I think on our our spring dates, I think we're headed to Montreal this year. So I want to or next year. I want to see. Uh, I want to see if I can stop in. I don't know if we'll yeah, have time, probably. but we'll, we'll, we'll be make- in that area, the rough area. <laughs> If you make it to Montreal, make sure you get you some poutine with uh, some smoked meat. There's a oh, fat yeah. kid that lives in my soul, bro. There's a fat <laughs> kid that lives in my soul. Uh, the I've poutine, had some good poutine in Canada, uh, especially with like this, the the Montreal smoked meat. That shit's ridiculous, mm-hmm. folks. If you've yeah. already tuned out, we're now going to get into fat kid hour for a moment. <laughs> fat kids that travel around, we like to eat. We got a whole Amen. thing. Going. One of the, the best parts of the the band I'm uh, stage managing right now is that they know how to find the good eats, and I've given up trying because they are every time they go like, "Oh, let's go to this place," and it looks kind of sketchy or questionable. It's the best place. Like if you come to Albany, we've got a we've got a wing spot yeah. called the Rock. Yeah, like the Rock's wings. I'll put up mm. against anybody's wings. I don't give yeah. a shit. And I've and like so you understand. You're talking to a guy who's had Duff's wings, who's had Vancouver yeah. wings. I've had some of the best wings in the country. Yeah. I'll put Rock's wings right next wow. to him all day long. That all sounds tasty. Yeah. Like, and like, and I, I'm loving the fact uh, Aunt Rose, you know, she's making a plan right now. Angie loves her some little hot dogs, four hours of nothing. Angie said, fat kids are deliciousness. <laughs> Thank you, Angie. Uh uh, and, and Aunt Rose says she's awesome. a eating machine. I actually interviewed the guy who created Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Yeah. And he nice. saves an amazing guy. So yeah. we're we're gonna get ready. We gotta put a bow on this thing. I know, I know sooner or later Starbucks is gonna be like, Where is your car- caramel frappuccino? Which is my favorite one. Like get the caramel, frapp- caramel get, out. The, get <laughs> the caramel one with the crunchies on it. Oh yeah. That's like the fat kid in me loves that thing. <laughs> but it's awesome. I'll make you a promise. You you make it out here to the uh, right coast. We'll go ahead. I'll take you for some tiny hot dogs. We'll hang out. If you play the egg, that would be amazing. Oh, you come man. here at the right time. I'll take you to an indoor box lacrosse game if you've never seen that. That's uh, not. That sounds amazing too. From indoor box lacrosse. If anybody who's like into hockey or like or thinks football is brutal, mm-hmm. you've never watched indoor box lacrosse where. 
the the level of the pad is less than a kicker's pad in football. Oh, yeah. And, and everyone is about the size of a linebacker. Oh. And and they just smash each other with sticks in they the walls. It's throwing like hockey players. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's what I try to explain this to people all the time that people don't believe me. The national sport for Canada is indoor box lacrosse. It is not hockey. Oh, that's awesome. Because they created indoor box lacrosse so that hockey players had something to do in the off season. It's the same yeah, rink. That same makes sport. sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So brother, again, we're working on a show date. That'll be something. Please let us know. I'll promote the daylights out of it here. Would love to see you at the egg. I know that's a little bit of a stretch, but you know, yeah, the, the down the road, down the road, down where, the road. Uh, yeah, I'm making plans to get some get some shows under my belt. Uh, if I can get, I mean, it really comes down to uh, people. You know, if you wanna if you wanna see more, you wanna see it live. We gotta you know put on a show, buy some tickets. Um, we'll find I'll find us. I can find a small club in Albany, New York. I can come play and uh, come, come to Albany. I'll find you some. I'll reach out to. I already got a bar that I know you, and I know a bar that you could play at. That's Donnie Magoo's. Donnie, Donnie would be more than happy to have you. Yeah, uh, that's cool. where my that's where my drag queens play at. So <laughs> I get you nice. Donnie Magoo's nice. at, without a problem. Hey, yeah, they, they, they have drag queens drag queens can dance all night for my stuff. So well, <clears throat> well, and I I wanted to just uh, pipe, pipe in, and so this is what uh, we'll do a quick. Um, so stomp out hate love repeat is really just the beginning. Um, I have a whole record's worth of stuff that's coming. Um, I have another, so part of this writing cycle, I've, I've got about 14 or 15 tunes coming your way. Um, I just got to get get videos done. I got to get the creative stuff done, right? Um, kind of just working through that process in between tour stuff right now. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out for it. It's, uh, it's coming. On the coming low, all day long and twice on Sunday, we are looking right now. Uh, I can't say how much I love the sound. I love the beat. I love the whole process that you've got. And I love the passion, bro. Like, Thank you. It's, it's not bullshit. It's not like, so I play drums. I'm really good at it. You guys suck. You should be just like me. It's not yeah. that attitude. It's like, hey, if you, well, if you enjoy it, hit me up. I'll, I'll show you what I do. I'll, I'll teach you my process. I'll, I'll show you, show you the well, attitude. Yeah. It, it, you really have a great positive attitude. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to make a make a record that is not uh, what you just said a minute ago. I've, met, I've I've met drummers that are like many drummers that are like that, and that have put out records, and it's it's just not for me. I'm trying to make trying to make something that sounds good, it's fun to listen to, danceable, but also interesting to someone like me, right? Someone who wants to listen to some drums, but not. A drum solo nonstop for twenty minutes. Right, right. It, it doesn't. So, all, it doesn't need to all sound like a uh, a fish concert. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh god. I mean, for pe people who like that, hey, more power to you. I'm not going to deny you that, but that, yeah, not for me, man. Yeah, like, we're. I'm very close to Vermont. That shit's like life out there. Yeah. Like. You have no idea. You have That's no awesome. idea. Yeah. So we've got all Thank this you. coming up. We've got claydrums.com, K-L-A-E drums.com. Keep learning and exploring. Stomp out the hate, comma, love, comma, repeat. We got all that. We have the prior albums. Make sure you download everything. Make sure you share it with everyone. Make sure you go find him on Instagram. Yeah. Make sure Tell me what you think. Which is Clay Drums. 
Make sure you find him on Facebook, which is Clay Drums. Make sure you send me a message. Let me know what you think. I'll pass it on to him. If you can't find his stuff, we want to support him. Make sure you send uh, Rose a message and let her know how amazing she is for raising such an amazing drummer. Uh, I, Rose, I'll let I'll let all the queens know that, that you're looking for him. You'll, you'll find it interesting that my youngest son's adopted, my son do- adopted him, is a queen. Uh, a love who's been on the show many times. My son just out of the no out of nowhere one day was like, "Well, pop up." I'm like, "Who are you calling pop up?" He goes, "Right there," which is my other grandson's grandmother's brother, and she just he just out of the blue goes, "That's pop up." I'm like, "Frank?" He goes, "Yep, Papa Frank." I'm like, "Fuck it, why not? Why not?" Yeah. So his so his grandfather is a drag queen. Awesome. That is that is my life, brother. You have no idea. That's fantastic. Shit around here gets wild. No, so, I love thank that. Thank you so stuff. much. Yeah. Uh, Angie and Rose, thank you for your support. Everyone who listened tonight, thank you for your support. We it means so much to us. As always, if you're out there, make sure you check us out on Instagram, the Above the Bar Podcast, our Facebook, the Above the Bar Podcast, our Twitter, the only one that doesn't make any sense. At above the bar for somebody else already took the above the bar podcast. Make sure you hit mm-hmm. you know, as always in all my son's videos. Make sure you smash that like and like and subscribe button. Yes, smash the like, hit the subscribe. There's over a thousand of you that follow us. There's more than that that, that are out there. Make sure you go into whatever podcast app you're on, whatever platform you're using. Go in there, like and subscribe. The only way Clay's getting getting more out of me is if you like it more. More people like it. Facebook pushes it more. The algorithm shows us more. More people see it. More people find out. And look, I read you guys, all of you online. Uh, it's the only way I can do it. Clay, as always, I don't know. Do we need to give Angie a last word? I, Rose, send me a last word right now, Rose. Send me the last word because we always let the guests have the last word. Clay's going to get well, the last before, word. Before she gets the last word, I just want to say thank so you. You get the last word. You get the last word. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, man. No, you get it. Not with not with crazy Aunt Rose in the room. <laughs> so, so does Angie have a last word? Because I'll give her a shot. Give a last word. PMA. PMA. And crazy Aunt Rose says, "Don't you love new music?" All right. So, brother man, you get the last word. They they let you have the last word. Oh well, now I don't know what to say. No, um, no. I just want to say thanks to thanks to you, Sean. Thanks for having me on. It's been a been a pleasure chatting with you. Love to chat some more and do it again sometime. And um, like I said, well, there's a lot more music coming. A lot. Uh, I'm trying to get videos to everything. And just kind of put some uh, creative thought into things. So feel free to hit me up. And tell me what you think about it. Uh, if you like it, you know. If you don't, even if you don't, I want to hear that. Like I want to hear it all. Um, but no, thank you for having me on and. I appreciate it, man. Brother, we, we love it. And all right, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.